All right, cool, man. Yes, sir. It's the COD episode 79. We are back trying to have a part two of this discussion that we have had um, on episodes prior. Uh, so if you are tapped in to this podcast, you should uh, see a familiar face. Uh, Mr. Matt Brazel sitting down with us again. Um, you, The last time you should have heard him was on our uh, Chadwick Boseman Memorial episode um last time that we had caught up with him he was working on the set of fargo uh so you should know that uh that where that's where his uh or at least that's where at the time you know his film cre uh credentials were coming from and things like that um but before we get started into this discussion um what do you have to currently uh not too much so uh last summer i worked on uh paper girls which is the Amazon adaptation of Brian K. Vaughn's 30-issue uh, comic series that he was making intermittently between uh, Saga. And uh, it was one of the craziest summers of my life. I bled, got a tick that I had to pull off, got sunburn, mosquito bites, uh, ran my head into a garage door that was not completely closed um or open rather so I, I did some stuff but i also out of that um i joined the director's guild so nice. now i am officially a full-time a an assistant director All uh right. and i've been kind of just jumping around from show to show right now i'm not fully on anything at the moment but uh paper girls just dropped on amazon all eight episodes tap in tap in um and uh you know i watched the first one and it was very happy with all, all of it. Um, it was one of the hardest things I've ever done. And, uh, you know, excited to have people see it and see what people think and love to, I, love I, to get renewed and have another summer of working. And that's dope. I was going to say, I, I've actually been hearing a lot of good things about it, how, you know, people were saying, like, you guys took the, 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 the time frame and kind of did a thing with the Stranger Things vibe with it and made sure everything was to that. Yeah, no, I think I think it was a really hard thing to be like, we're going to come out three weeks after Stranger Things finishes and like the comparisons are going to come. Yeah. But the biggest thing I can say for the show and, and the comic, too, is that, you know, it starts kids on bikes in the 80s and just deviates from there. It's got yeah. the sci-fi. It's not even like, you know, they've made the very good decision to like not lean into synth for like the score and stuff. Wars, yeah. And I noticed that too as well in the first episode. And I was gonna say, how do you guys feel like as you know, directors in this, you know, time frame, a lot of you know, series and movies are being are coming from graphic novels and mm -hmm. you know, comic book series and yeah. like it's not really like that source material, like how how is it like utilizing that source material? You know, it's it's interesting because something like something like paper girls which has only existed for a few years it's not going to have the same kind of you know zeitgeist following that something like spider-man is going to have so but they but a lot of times there's this kind of assumption that either a that's gonna come from somewhere or it's like you know kind of utilizing these these properties as like a treatment like this is what it could look like and you kind of have the bones of what you're going to do and then go from there. And um, I still remember like when I was in 
when I did a little bit of time in LA and I would just intern in like development uh, desks for production companies and stuff. When we, they would talk about comic books, it would always be this whole thing of like, what is too comic book for a movie? And like a great example, like, like there was this, um, God, I can't remember the name of it right now, but it was like a, it was like a spy espionage thing, but it was like a spy. There was a comic book that was about spies, but also had multiple realities, but also had like God narrated parts of the co- comic. And then like, I either like the devil or like some like atheistic version of like a <laughs> existed in that. There was so much stuff going on. And it's like, either you have to like strip that all down or, you have to embrace all of it and just go for it. And you know, the go for it versions of stuff are something like, you know, Scott Pilgrim or something like that. Where you Yeah, know, I was going to say Scott Pilgrim is like that one movie I feel like is super comic book. Uh, exactly. And like it's, um, it, it has the, the little punching effects, the sounds exactly. and everything. And like, I actually enjoyed the Scott Pilgrim series. I actually own it in um, the comic yeah. book form. Yeah, um, and so it's just like that's it's interesting that you mentioned that. That was yeah, it's one of my favorite time. movies, and it's like a yeah. distinct like, uh, you know, that was like the summer we w- I went into college, and I was like, all my friends from high school don't want to go see this movie, and then like <laughs> six months later, all my friends who are now still my friends in college were like, oh yeah, we saw Scott Pilgrim, and it was great. Like I feel like it has a love hate relationship though. Like it has a love hate relationship with a lot of fans. People like it's horrible, but I'm like, no, this movie actually is really good for sure. For sure. Uh, Yeah. And speaking about you know comic book films and things like that, do you think you know the golden years of Marvel or comic book movies in general are behind us? Do you think there's anything still to be had from the genre? So the, the analogy that I've been coming into as of late when it comes to like the genre has been kind of comparing it to, or at least Marvel as an entity is okay. looking at it like a, like a sports franchise where, you know, the dynasty, there was a dynasty and in phase four is 150% rebuilding. Like I, we've lost two of our big stars. We're just trying to get back up to that. And you're not going to, sneak in a championship immediately like that and that's when you're going to have these weird oddballs am i calling top gun maverick the detroit pistons of 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 movie making maybe blue collar hope yeah maybe but like that's kind of where we're at right now where there's kind of this weird in between period and you know with the comic-con slate which we can talk about the the crazy thing when you mentioned that um the the draft like the drafting and they trying to get a new superstar like they they said like when mashallah ali like put on his blade hat that uh year at the com at the comic con when they announced the blade series the blade movie they were like it looks like a draft pick like it did yeah right like he did like like, the whole hat thing and everything (laughs) um so you know there's a lot of there's a lot to there's a lot of possibilities up up uh, you know coming up and all that but yeah that's kind of where i'm at i just feel like it's just it is a rebuilding phase and like that's fine and we're getting some new people but you know it's been interesting just seeing these last couple of movies because the quality has kind of been it's just been varied and um i'm in i'm in the somewhat minority that i think like dr strange and the multiverse of madness is like a, a, a perfect movie maybe like it's just like the best dang time you could have at a movie like 
maybe I need to contextualize the fact that I saw it like at an art house theater. All right, all right. And it was. I was going to say. And it felt like going to see Army of Darkness. It felt like going to see another Sam Raimi movie that just happened right. to be Doctor Strange. Um, and I love that about it. And I know that like a lot of people got annoyed with, okay, we put the Illuminati in. We don't really know who who they all are, what that all is. And then what happens, happens. But I was like, no, this is great. It. I love Throw it. this in and just go mayhem. <laughs> and then when maybe you want to come back around and do like an, an earnest version of that, it's known and you're going to remember it because of that weird freaking thing that happened in Dr. Strange. Right. right. And that hey, Dr. Strange got mixed reviews. And then I've been asking people, cause I haven't seen Thor yet and I'm mm-hmm. going to go see it. I'm going to go see it in theaters. But yeah. you know, before I saw Dr. Strange, everybody was slamming it and I loved mm-hmm. it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. I mean, it was, it was like, it was a absolutely like hooting and hollering movie where you're just like, you know, right from the jump, like this is going to be, like that kind of movie notably a sam raimi movie i've seen i've seen versions of the reviews where it's like the first half is very much like a marvel movie and then the second half is when sam raimi gets to do his stuff i'm like it is all there the whole time um and that's what i really liked about it is it the most impactful important movie out of all of them absolutely not uh you know that's obviously between the avengers movies and then black panther like those are going to be the bigger important movies but to me, there's nothing about Doctor Strange that's like compromising. Like, doc, like Black Panther, for as great of a film as it is, still has a 15-minute sequence where Chadwick and Michael B. Jordan are not there fighting in those suits on that train. Like, they're just not. And right. you know that, and we all like it's, and we just have to accept that. And it's rough that that's like a thing that it had to had to do in order to be a a, a movie, even though it wasn't necessary. So right, now, building on that, um, I do want to ask your thoughts on, uh, you know, Marvel and these uh, the discussion with these CGI companies where they're saying that they were overworked or on certain certain films that they had to resort to using like a PlayStation 2 generator or something mm-hmm. like that. You know, some of these horror stories where yeah. they're pushing them to the bone, like kind of what are your thoughts on that? Well, I mean, it's it's really tough because it's not as established of a facet of the industry as everything else is. So what you get out of that is no one really knows how to do it in terms of like how to manage it. So everyone's kind of trying different ways. And then, you know, one person creates this deadline that's unrealistic for something lesser than they apply, you know, they apply it off of whether it's an algorithm or whatever, but like you're just assuming that it's all going to be the same. And, you know, you, even, you know, I know not everyone's seen Thor and Love and Thunder, but, you know, compared to Doctor Strange, there is a huge difference in terms of how much VFX is involved. And, you know, between the fact that there's variance of how things are going to be, and I've, I've heard some people say that Doctor Strange doesn't look very good. I thought it looked great. I never really had any issues with any of the, right. any of the CGI, but I, the, the, the issue with, like, Doctor, or with, um, with Thor, Love and Thunder is that you feel like every like natural component looks bad because of the CGI. Like a lot of times I hear people say like the, like a lot of like the costumes and stuff look very like almost like a like a school play. Right. And and I I feel like Ragnarok was similar but Ragnarok's just had a better integration of things so you couldn't really notice as much. Um, 
So, I mean, I'm hopeful that like, I don't really know what the state is of like unions within uh, VFX production houses and stuff. But as that gets like more organized and codified, that's going to be the thing that's going to make the difference is it's, it's got to be about, you know, setting hours and making deadlines realistic and all that sort of stuff. Uh, so that element of things is our work. Cause it's, it is so easy to slip from, you know, one thing to the next, you know, I mean, you know, I've worked on shows where, you know, just for example, like, you know, working with minors, like I've worked on shows where maybe somebody says, Hey, they're not, they're only supposed to work eight hours today, but if we get the shot, you know, we'll You're be pushing nine or 10, you know, and it becomes like, you know, and you know, it's just like, eh. but I've, you know, the, the, you know, but the thing is those rules are so important and they're integral. And that's like why, like, you know, you have to set those standards because if you don't set those standards, then you're going to, you know, have yeah. problems. So because I was, I actually heard rumors that they did a lot of the shots for, um, you know, the up and coming Black Panther underwater scenes differently than, you know, the, the way DC did Aquaman mm-hmm. uh, to an aesthetic, just, you know, to give themselves like a challenge, but also just to do the rep, the the characters a little bit. Yeah. Um, and so I'm just like, I'm, I'm, I'm interested in see how that's going to look. Cause I'm like, For I've sure. never, um, I mean, even, I mean, even just with the trailer, you just see something that's very naturalistic and, and yeah. really works very well. Like there's a glossiness to, to, to Aquaman that works for Aquaman. Cause it's, yeah, it, yeah, exactly. it is all glossy. Um, but I love, I mean, there's just that, that quick shot of what I assume is Namor's like birth uh that just looks perfect right. it looks it looks so wonderful looks so natural gave me, um avatar vibes actually totally oh absolutely yeah yeah um which is crazy yeah and i mean we know how much time and money goes into avatar i mean yeah right <laughs> exactly now you know with the with the mixed reviews of both dr strange and thor um both of them still had huge box office numbers so i guess putting it all in context is there really a fatigue or is it something where Marvel had just been hitting it out of the park and we were kind of, uh, I guess, used to a certain uh, level, I guess, from them that mm-hmm. now with these mixed reviews, it's, it's maybe sending kind of a shock or maybe an unnecessary shock to people. And that's well, why we're hearing about this fatigue. Well, it's a couple of things because uh, the one element of it is the unknown, which is how many people watch the Disney Plus shows and to what, like, rapid like if how quickly they watch the new episode all that sort of stuff the big thing and i think that this is cooled a little bit is that i feel like spoiler culture in general has made us all feel like we can't we have to knock out the marvel thing before anything else you know i've definitely been like seven episodes behind on a show that i'm like currently watching and then like oh no like the new moon knight is out i need to knock out that because if i right. if because if this is the episode where magneto shows up i'm going to be <laughs> and now I, and now and now i just like i just i just know better like i think that we all kind of went through that whole thing with wandavision and now it's kind of like you know it's probably not going to be that that said i mean loki and the way loki ended so i'm not 100 yeah, loki was really amazing but I, I i don't i don't think that's gonna happen so there's that element is one the other thing is is that yes it's still doing well at the box office but there is always at least with i'm sorry not always but with these two movies with dr strange and thor a massive dip from week one to week two and it's and it's a huge like it's like 60 percent, which is 
pretty dramatic for these, these movies that are supposed to like kind of rule a whole month. And that's why, I mean, in addition to Top Gun Maverick being a great movie, like it is just eclipsed it because it's like a great word of mouth movie. It's I want to see it twice, not okay, I saw it, the spoilers are good, I know what happened, move on. Um, and then the other part of that is that there is just so much less stuff that came out this summer. Um, you know, it like last weekend, the biggest movie that came out, the number one movie was Super Pets, which sure, it's The Rock and Kevin Hart, but like, of course, there wasn't even like a counter to that. It was like, it was, that was but the- Originally, wasn't thing. Black Panther supposed to come out this month? I think at some point, so I know this past weekend was supposed to be the weekend Dr. or not Dr. Uh, Black Adam was supposed to come out, right. which right. I got to just say, one of the most amazing things that I saw this year was the rock hopping on Instagram and being like, Hey, just want to let you know now super pets is coming out in July and black Adam is coming out in October. And I was like, cool. <laughs> right. There's a whole marketing department for this, but cool. Um, but uh, I, I don't. I'm. I'm not sure. It's the the dates change so much, and the and the dates are not identified so often that I always forget. So it's 100 percent possible that this could have been the weekend for Black Panther, uh, at some point. But I think that the November date has been in effect at least since the month before Doctor Strange, if not sooner. Um, because I know that Doctor the actually now that I'm thinking about it, I know Doctor Strange had to get adjusted because of the reshoots that had to adjust that it came out after Spider-Man. So originally Doctor Strange was going to come first, then Spider-Man. Mm. But the thing is because of Sony saying, Hey, this is when we're releasing our movie deal with it. Yeah. Uh, that's when Doctor Strange had to make its adjustment. So that was kind of the, the fallout from that, which we've now basically caught up to and everything seems pretty much set in stone, uh, barring like a significant, uh, you know, knock on wood outbreak of, a new variant uh covid wise or king uh that may that may occur um so yeah i that and it's wild to i think i i personally think that like november is a great time for a black panther movie i think that that's like a good time of year like it feels like it'll be in a good company with like avatar and um and i i, I mean i'm looking forward to shazam i'm not a big dc guy i don't remember if we've really talked about that but like I'm definitely much more bent on Marvel, um, but I really enjoyed the first Shazam movie, and I'm looking forward to the second one. Um, less so Black Adam, even though I know that that they're connected. But uh, that'll be that'll be good, like you know, good stuff to go see with the family and all that sort of stuff. And I think that'll all be pretty successful because of that. All right now, when you mentioned uh, Magneto earlier, I started thinking. Uh, do you think an introduction of X-Men or, you know, even a Fantastic Four can kind of be what MCU needs to kind of have a fresh story? So four is announced. They announced okay. Yeah. yeah. And it sounds like we're going to know who the cast is at uh, D23, which is kind of like Disney's own version of Comic-Con where they just celebrate Disney stuff. Uh, so we'll know who's directing that. We'll know who's, who that cast is. Um, and I think that it's what my guess and understanding would be that like that, that Fantastic Four will come from a different universe. Because um, at this point, like there's just like, too much has happened where they can't be there. And then the same thing with the X-Men. And I think the X-Men will show up via Secret Wars and that'll be 
like okay now we have them now let's go do x-men movies um that said the slate is the slate is gets progressively lighter from year to year moving up into secret wars so right now 2026 is or 2025 i can't remember which one it is is uh is just those two avengers movies um no no i'm sorry that's 2025 or just as two avengers movies and for me that feels like maybe there's going to be something else in there that we don't know about yet that will probably be discussed at d23 um but to me like the whole like i i I am a definitely a marvel fan but i am within that like x-men huge x-men fan that's like my big conversion within covid was like now i'm gonna go back and read old comics now i'm reading like all the current titles we are in like a golden age of x-men comics right now like it's incredible right right now what they're doing and i think that there's a lot of great possibilities for x-men in general because of what they're doing right now and they can figure out ways to make it where it's like i think we're going to be moving some towards some better version of avengers versus x-men that's not that'll be amazing that's not the, the that's not the Avengers versus X Men that we had, which is one of the worst comics I've ever read. Um, we get that in live action. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, for sure. No, I mean if they can get it to work, there's certainly there's certainly a lot of possibilities. But I think though that it's um, because I, I feel like right now what I was what I came to the conclusion of is just like right now we seem to be like a filler a filler arc right now for Marvel movies in a sense where it's just like we're getting a little bit of storyline here and there but nothing pretty much is progressing that story along but we'll get back to it once um ant-man and the quantum realm those move that movie um which is so crazy i remember uh kevin kevin was saying that the fantastic four movie wouldn't actually be an origin movie so that's going to be interesting to see um how they do that off of um that idea yeah that'll be i mean at least he's it's a very straightforward like they went to space and they came back with power so it's like yeah that's why i like multi multiverse of madness man because it was like it's like all right dr strange but then it was like professor x and it was like you know fantastic four and i was like all right here we go <laughs> yeah but uh yeah so i think that that's going to be i think that'll work pretty seamlessly i mean the whole like just people coming from different I mean, it's going to be like No Way Home. We're just like... Do you think we'll get a Young Avengers, though, based off so of this, so, th- so this is the big thing for me, because not only am I just interested in what they're going to happen, like, I have, like, Young Avengers was my way in the comics. I picked up Young Avengers 1 in 2005, had no idea what anything was, and that's, like, how I got into all of that. And there is, with the slate that they have there's a lot of possibilities for like what that i mean they're going to put together some sort of young avengers team and we've basically established almost everyone at this point between kate bishop miss marvel um technically um wanda's children i don't know if they're going to yeah and then the nova movie as well supposedly in works or a series of what i know that there is a nova movie or something you know that yeah. works yeah that's so. that's an interesting one I'm, I'm curious to like when and where that would all fit in because i mean it's kind of like guardians where it's like he yeah kind of exists elsewhere when is it going to get incorporated but um yeah i, I feel like I, I don't know if we're going to actually full-on do a young, a young avengers movie but i feel like there's a strong possibility that like king dynasty is mostly young avengers 
Mm. Um, but I don't know. It's, it's, it's hard to tell. Like the, I definitely agree with the idea that there's like, there's not quite a lead right now in, um, in the MCU. Like the argument could be made for Spider-Man, but because of the whole Sony thing, it's hard for them to kind of fully commit to that. It sounds like Tom Holland's like really thinking about doing other stuff. For me personally, if I was, if it was up to me, I would put Ms. Marvel at the center because of how Ms. Marvel ends, as well as the fact that she's just the most charismatic. Yeah, and I was going to say that she actually seemed like she could be the face of, she could be the Robert Downey Jr. of this generation for the, for the MCU. And I was, and I, and I, and I, and I got that after, you know, watching the entire series, I was like, okay, I really like her. Like she has this, like her personality, the way she interacts with fans, you know, and, and even watching her on like the, the, the carpet, red carpets. And it's just like, she, she, she could be the one, you know, like she could be the one that could lead them into this new generation if they back her up, you know? Totally. Oh, absolutely. And so I'm interested to see if that's the, if that's where things end up. Um, I, yeah, she just has like such a good energy and all that sort of stuff. And to continue on my point, like I am definitely fatigued by the idea that there has been stuff in the last three years that has been, or two years rather, that has not been very good or like I don't remember very well. Like like Shang-Chi is like is an example of I loved the first hour. Yeah. I adore the first hour. It's amazing. And then there's a like a scene happens and then it completely takes its foot off the gas and I'm like bored. Like I'm I literally think the, the, I think the actual director for that movie is actually going to be doing King Dynasty. You are um, yeah 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 that was uh that was announced um yeah, and so exciting. that's going to be interesting given the fact a lot of people I feel like a lot of people do feel the same way if you feel about Shang Chi. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, the, the fight scenes were amazing. That's what everybody says, you know. Mm-hmm. That, and so that's what we're hoping that he can incorporate into this that King Dynasty movie. Yeah, but totally. it was just like the storyline, and so I'm like, that's interesting that you mentioned that as well. You know, a yeah, lot of people feel that way. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of great stuff in Shang in, in Shang Chi that I really liked. It just, it's just, it's just not quite. It's just not quite there. Um, but you know, I think that again, there's a lot of everything. Everything's gotten possibilities, even. Eternals and I, Thor: Love and Thunder was, did, did just not s- sat well with me for the last week or so. I like the more I think about it, the more I'm like, didn't quite work. Um, there's still elements that are there at play, yeah. and that's and that's and that's not new for for Marvel. I mean, when you look at um, kind of that Phase Two time where it was like, okay, yeah, like Winter Soldier is great, Guardians is great, but you know. Dark, dark worlds. Are we? Is this yeah, all dark world was there. And, and then all it was was like we just take the the ether from the or the ether ether, uh, the ether from this, and that's it. That's all that needed to be taken from that. Move on. No big deal. No, yeah, yeah. It really wasn't anything. So, other, yeah. You think? I was going to ask. Do you think Feige is at fault for you know the disconnect that some people had felt with Phase Four, and then seeing how Phase Four? I guess they announced the end of it, which seemed. A little bit. Uh, it seemed like, I, I guess, compared to phase three, this is a very, very short phase that was kind of wrapped up quickly. But we know that Feige kind of like took a back seat on phase four, less hands on. Do you think anything there? Well, I think that the elephant in the room is like COVID. Right. I'm, sh- I'm sure stuff changed. I, I, I think a lot about a, like the way 
the conversation kind of changed with the Dark Knight Rises after Heath Ledger died, where it was just like, there was very clearly like Nolan's idea of how that next movie was going to be 150% involved the Joker in some way. It, it was just very clear. And so he pivoted, made a pretty good movie out of all of it, but it's just not as, as successful. Um, I think the other thing is, is that there's been a lot within this very short period of time. I mean, we've now probably, I wouldn't be surprised if now Wanda has passed everybody else in the MCU in terms of screen time. Like she's got to have first or second uh, and all of that because she's just been in so much. And that's kind of the weird thing you get out of these Disney Plus shows is just more and more time with these other characters. And, you know, that's it's kind of a mental adjustment of like, okay, well now who's important because these guys are in the movies, but I'm spending more time with that person. So what am I really connected to? And um, I don't think we've seen the last of Wanda because she's, I feel like because of that, she's become like this kind of massive fan favorite. Um, Now that we all know Elizabeth Olsen is a great actress, which she's been Mm -hmm. always been, but um, now we, now we, all kind of know that know that which is pretty cool um so yeah i think that i don't know what the exact extent of his back seat really was but it seems like it's just it's just kind of the timing of it all and how do you like you don't i just it's to me you don't come back and you make another end game two years right. later it just, you just don't so there's a regrouping there that you're gonna have to you have to kind of be patient with and I think we all drove ourselves insane with stuff like WandaVision where we're just like, this is like, they're going to just fucking put the X-Men in and we're going to all, you know, full steam ahead. It's not going to, it's not going to be that seamless or that quick. Um, You know. And comparing, I I feel like I was going to say, but you know, they're kind of going back to the Netflix fans, you know, with giving us the new Daredevil series. Um, They announced the Punisher series as well. So it's just like, you know, like they're, you know, keeping us, to what kind of brought us to, you know, a like, let's go tune into these Marvel TV shows and these, mm. go watch these Marvel movies. So they're kind of getting back to that, you know, yeah. original, you know, excitement. Cause I, me, honestly, like the Daredevil and the Punisher series were like my bread and butter for like sure. the, the first couple years of yeah. not even being, it, it's not even connected, but like for Marvel movies, like sure. I would put that over Iron Man and those movies and just the totally. series itself. Or even for me, like like Morbius didn't really get good reviews, and everybody kind of shat on it, right? But uh, I kind of like I, I kind of like to see him set up uh, the Sinister, you know, the Sinister Six. Yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot of possibilities with all that. I think the I think the cool thing, and I think a lot of people are getting frustrated about this, is and I don't I don't know if it's completely founded, is the idea that like now the movies are kind of like the way the comic books are, where there are. 30 40 titles that come out right now and you don't have to read all of them mm-hmm. you have to know what's going on but you read what you you read and you watch what you enjoy and that's what works and so you know there's going to be situations where you know i'm i'm at a completionist that i'm going to give everything a shot but like you know what am i like what's my wife going to want to watch my wife's going to want to watch daredevil born again more than she's going to want to watch uh you know moon knight because moon knight's too about Egyptian gods, which honestly, not to be like hashtag not my moon night, but um, 
you know, I, I, my version of Moon Knight is like the Jeff Lemire version, which is like a lot closer to like Legion, the TV show, than it is what we got, which we kind of got a little bit of that in the Moon Knight, but we didn't quite do like it's more about the multiple personalities and all of that than it is the god side of everything exactly yeah yeah and i and i kind of saw that and i kind of got that as well because i'm like we didn't introduce jake lockley till the end and it was just like he we kind of like knew he was there and we're like okay are they going to talk about him are we going to see him and we don't see him till the end of the series yeah and it's just like okay what are we doing with this now for sure and and they've and they and they've completely changed the way all of his alters are as characters which is fine like i like to me i'm not like Mark Spector has to be a certain way and Stephen Grant has to be a, a certain way. But, you know, Stephen Grant is the like movie star version of him. Like, you know, he's like, he's like the cool classic Hollywood dude version of him. So to see him be this like timid, yeah, timid, this timid dude at a museum was kind of a surprise. And the same thing with, with, with Lockie, it's just like, that's not really how J- that, that character is in the comics, but like, it doesn't have to be because it's still kind of the same principal idea of him having just... Yeah, because I kind of feel like they fused what Jake's actual personality was into kind of Mark Spector's personality. Yeah. Which was sure. interesting. I was just like, yeah, is this Jake or is this Mark really? It was like yeah. that, but I'm like, they established that at the end, but it was like, it was definitely interesting to see like how they mesh those personalities to bring in one character. For sure. They, they went borderline fight club. I know. A little bit. A little bit. They kind of did, yeah. Yeah. I kind of wish they would have went more Fight Club, like, if it was, like, like honestly, like, them fighting each other and beating each other's asses mm-hmm. within his mind. Like, I would have enjoyed watching that. Yeah, I would have been interesting. Like, like yeah. I would have watched that. Because I'm, like, me personally, I feel like Moon Knight is one of those characters that's kind of close to Daredevil, where it's, like, it's just him being a lot of people asses, you know, like, and him acting crazy as fuck yeah. within himself, you know? Yeah. So it's just, like... yeah. And just like never having to really connect with anything else, which yeah, I mean they didn't. I like I, you know you guys were talking about it on, on the on the pod earlier, and I completely agree. I am still like shocked that the God Butcher thing didn't, you know, was not a thing that happened in, in Moon Knight. Like I mean, yeah. just walking it back that way, it just it kind of felt like that was all right there, but they just stepped stepped Ignored away from it, which it. is fine because that's kind of how Moon Knight always is. It kind of always operates in its own corner every now and then it'll hop in and you know it'll work sometimes not always depends on who's writing it really all right and you know speaking on these series and and gordo you had mentioned uh uh was it the punisher earlier and things like that you think with the i guess introduction of some of these darker comic book stories such as like the boys or invincible do you think you know the introduction of those kind of affect how how we're viewing the mcu right now as far as those might be more traditional rosy tales rather than here's a here's a stark look at a quote-unquote hero but we're seeing all their flaws we're seeing them curse and and you know maybe they have addictions or something like that we're not seeing we're not seeing the typical uh you know uh, hero i guess tropes from those type of uh stories does that does that affect anything with mcu and how they're choosing to move forward with storytelling i don't think they're gonna i don't think they're gonna ever pivot into like we're now gonna make a gritty thing like i think that they're always gonna have 
oh, the bright colors. They'll have the jokes. That's kind of that's kind of always be their thing to some respect. Because even I don't know, I don't know what we're considering the darkest thing that Marvel's made so far. But even Moon Knight, which could be considered somewhat dark, has still got like you know some humor in it. Humor in yeah, it. I laughed some moments. Yeah. Even Grant hearing the word Avatar and being like, "Oh yes, the blue people." Oh wait, no, you mean the the anime? And it's like. We all get it. Like, right, thank, right. You, thank you for all of that. Um, but, you know, it's, I think that that's always going to be there. I mean, Marvel's never adjusted itself based on what else is going on as a comic book, uh, as a comic book company. Because, you know, in the mid aughts, we had Vertigo, which was like the big thing, uh, which is good to be talking about a few days before Sandman dropped. But, like, those were okay. You like comic books, but you want something a little bit more serious regularly. Well, here's comic books that aren't about superheroes and they're going to be dark and they're going to be about all this other stuff. And you should read this instead. And that was a great alternative. And that was honestly, so in terms of my, my comic book journey, if you will, uh, you know, I, at a certain point, I just like, there were like four Avengers titles out. I was reading all of them. Brian Michael Bendis was writing all of them and I was so exhausted and then like none of it made any sense or I never really understood where everyone was. There's, there was kind of a vibe coming out of civil war that like, there was like Avenger, like, like the red state Avengers was kind of sort of a thing with the mighty Avengers where it was like, Oh, we have, it's, it's, it's Iron Man and it's Ares, the God of war. And I'm like, this is kind of weird. And I steered away from all that. And I read, only vertigo for about like probably like six years six seven years and i came back around to things with marvel kind of around 2015 or so and it was only really because like the stuff i was reading in vertigo ended vertigo is no longer a thing it's there there's some versions of it that come back within dc but it's not really a thing anymore so you know there's always going to be the alternatives it's kind of just genres within genres now um right. when it comes to comic book stuff and unfortunately none of the big non-superhero stuff out of comic book editions has not really been like greatly successful even like the like tangential things like a constantine have you know haven't broken through in the same way that they felt like they broke through within the com- in the comic book world where you're like oh my god hellblazer is like the best comic out there you know that's you know people would definitely make that argument so it's kind of it's it's always going to be there. It's always going to be in a, right. in conversation with one another. But um, now, one, one title. Yeah. No, I was going to say one title I do hope breaks through soon is uh, Doctor Doom. Now, yeah. if if they do decide to make that, uh, do you have any, I guess, casting ideas for who 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 you'd want to see kind of step into that role? Yeah, you know, I mean, it's it's tough because, you know, it's it's at this point it's got to be it that age someone's going to be somebody we know so many people have been already cast in the mcu in some respect or another where you lose people like not that i'm suggesting this but also not saying this would be a bad idea like glenn close is off the board because she was in guardians for five minutes and you can't make her dr doom though that would i would see the hell out of that movie (laughs) all right right. but like you know it's so that limits your 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 possibilities I the, the Jason Isaacs gets thrown around a lot for a lot of things between Doctor Doom and um, 
uh, and Magneto. And I think that there's good arguments for both of those. Um, I recently saw Killian Murphy thrown around for Dr. Doom though. And I am not mad at that idea at all. I think that's a great, a great thought. Um, one of my big things this year was I've watched, I've watched all of Peaky Blinders except for the new season, but I've watched the first five seasons and I'm just like, this is so freaking good. (laughs) (laughs) It reminds me of, uh, I don't know if you guys ever watched you're the worst. Um, but there's a Aya Cash character manages this rapper Sam and his two the two guys in his in his his group he like manages their their like Tivo and stuff and he's like you took out everything but Peaky Blinders like you just gotta watch it you'll understand when you watch it yeah and now like seven years later I finally caught up and I'm like have you ever seen a Boardwalk Empire you know it wasn't a Boardwalk guy uh but I don't know. It's always hard with this, like that stuff. That's what Peaky Blinders, hold on, but but it's the same kind of thing. Once you get into it, you're knee deep in it. You know what Uh, I mean? But you have to start it though. I totally believe it. You got to start it. Oh gosh. The last thing I need is more legacy shows that I have to go back and watch. I mean, still got to watch it. Still gotta watch the Sopranos. Still gotta watch the Warriors. I was just about to say. If you get on TV shows, something that like brings back nostalgia for me, but it's like new primal mm, it's okay. on adult adult yeah, swim yeah 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 i watched the first three of that it's, it's really good i just never finished it but i like yeah it. it's it's it, it reminds me of samurai jack definitely yeah. it definitely yeah. has that vibe you know yeah, and i love yeah. animation so that's one of my totally. like yeah. things to just sit there and watch and it's it's crazy it's pretty much no talking just noises yeah. sounds and you know scores you know that's that's what he does right. best he's he's tarkovsky's got this great visual style and it's yeah doesn't have to be dialogue reliance and um i mean that was one of my favorite things the last like what are we going on like seven years now that's that like that samurai jack extra season was like so awesome yeah yeah definitely was needed yeah it was perfect perfect closure perfect everything it's oh yeah wonderfully now for go on go on go on no, that's all good. I was gonna say, uh, speaking of, like, you know, I was gonna say, and it, and to go back to actually, I was gonna say, go back to what we were talking about the actual face of the MCU, given the fact that um, Jonathan Majors is actually gonna be in a lot of these up and coming, yeah. you know, you know, series and movies. He actually could be the new face because think about it, he's actually gonna be playing different variations of the same character, but it's gonna yeah. be, yeah, it's gonna be interesting to see, which is like. Yeah. Is he the new Iron Man? <laughs> well, I mean, I don't know how much I don't know Iron how much Man? you guys know about Young Avengers, but you know, 15 17-year-old spoiler for you guys. The end of issue 1 is Iron Iron Lad. Yeah, Iron Lad. Young Avengers revealing that he is he's Kang. The variation from, of Kang. Yeah. yeah. Okay, okay. See, and that was this is kind of new- Yeah, 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 yeah. And then I was gonna say, even then, they just like I was reading. Um, I can't re- I can't remember what the run. I think it was like the 2017 run with uh, Michael Del Mundo doing the, mostly the artwork for the Avengers series. Mm-hmm. But it's like in that when they're like they kidnapped Baby Kane to try to kill him from growing up, and then they realized that Doctor Doom eventually is a variation of Kane within that same uh, alternate timeline. And I'm just mm-hmm. like, the way they're going with it, like the Kane situation is definitely. Uh, interesting take a lot just how like the variations of him that yeah. end up in the like the avengers mm-hmm. fantastic four villain 
and then yeah. his ultimate like his ultimate version self and then he who remains like it's crazy like yeah he's pretty much like all throughout this like you i guess he will be actually the face of this yeah i mean he, right. could, he, he could conceivably have like 10 parts <laughs> yeah and will we see will we see kang and ant-man 3 or low-key season I think that, two uh, i think for sure um probably both i mean i mean ant-man right. Ant we know for sure um kang i would imagine based on how based on how loki ends i would imagine he'd be in loki too um it'll be interesting i'm curious if they'll do a younger version of jonathan majors and who that would be uh mm. Is Jonathan, I mean, Jonathan Majors is not that old, so it's not, you can't call it too, I mean, he would have to be, he would be a teenager, effectively, so, I don't know, but it was the next, on that one. Hey, Johnny Depp, Von Doom. <laughs> Johnny Depp? No, man. I was just, <laughs> that would be the most weirdest. Hey, he a free agent, man. That's you know, all I'm saying. And and Walt, I mean, man, it's still Disney, though, so he technically, <laughs> he's still when, you know, he technically said he had never worked for Disney again. So. <laughs> well, you know, Johnny Depp to Ezra Miller to the latest news that we got today, which I don't know if any of you guys have seen it yet, but uh, Batgirl, which is a movie that is shot and in post-production, has been, they are not releasing it. Out of here. Not is, it gonna be re is it going to be repurposed? Because apparently no. it was $100 million pumped into this. Just, just shelved. They tweaking them. Like I like I say, like they're missing their opportunity. Yeah. I, I read something today that I read something in the aftermath of it that was like basically along the lines of Batgirl was shot for like 70 million. And apparently what Warner Bros. is going for is movies that are or look like they're 90 million plus. And all something right. out of all of that didn't look good enough, which is wild to me because they were going to just release this on HBO Max anyway. Right. So I don't understand what the loss is. Right. Um, and it's a real shame for the, everyone involved who went and made this movie. You know, Michael Keaton was in it, right? I, I think I think so. I, I think there, mm. there was a there was there were at least were rumors, if not confirmation, that that was the case. But I mean, that that's no that's no good. Like that's that was a. That would have been a great thing to throw out there. I, I think, though, that DC is in major flux beyond the obvious, which is the Ezra Miller of it all, beyond the fact that they had such a hard time. I think waiting. it's the Ezra Miller situation, honestly, because it's just like, think about it. The Flashpoint was a really important movie. Yeah. Like, it was pivotal to, like, everything that was going on with the Justice League, mm -hmm. Batman. Like, yeah. it was... Like it was so pivotal, like, and for him to be out here wild in the way he is, and they just can't figure out what to do. Yeah. Like, like, like I would be like, honestly, like I wouldn't even know what to do anyway. Cause like, I'm thinking like they have blue beetle in the works too. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, that's going to be a lot of CGI in actuality to bring that yeah. suit up to life. So I'm just like 90 million plus, like, is yeah. that going to get scrapped? Like, like, yeah. or is it going to be like, something like, like the Disney Plus shows where it's going to come out, but it's going to not look fully finished the way that we would like it to be. I mean, right. that was that was probably my number one issue with Moon Knight was I was just like, that is a that is a semi truck, and the license plate is completely flush with the entire semi truck. That's not what semi trucks look like. Like that's like that is very simply not what that is. That needs another oh, yeah. week 
tops to get that looking the way it's supposed to look. So I don't know. I mean, it, it's interesting. I think that the fact that the Flash is ending, the, the Flash, the TV show is ending. Yeah, the CW the series, yeah. No, which means that there will be no superhero shows on the CW after next year. It doesn't wait. Lois and Superman. Oh gosh, you know what? I always forget about that one. I'm sorry. I knew there was one. I'm like, I just, the only reason why I remember it is because the guy that played Superman was in Teen Wolf, and okay. they just and yeah. you know I I was kind of like a big Teen Wolf fan for some reason. I don't sure. know why. I guess because it was like the end of high school and that was Teen Wolf's got its fans. Yeah, and so you know, and so they just announced like they're bringing that up doing a Teen Wolf movie. But yeah, I know Lois and Superman. I think it's the right. last thing left because okay. all the other things were canceled. Then, yeah, I mean, yeah, and like even Riverdale's ending, which I know is comics. Well, it is, we're it is happy still- that we're happy that's ending. Shout out Archie. Because, <laughs> like, like, honestly, like I started Riverdale and I was like, all right, this is dope. Like they're doing the dark version of the Archie comics. Then, like, yeah. they got superpowers. And then there was the Sabrina, like, they wanted to be the Sabrina thing. And I'm just like, I'm, I'm over it now. Right? Like, thank God. So, thank God. Yeah. Yeah, I mean they they saturated and then they were just like we've yes we have saturated and let's pull back and it's I mean I know I I stopped watching the CW related stuff about a few a few years back just because it was just too much and there's just so much stuff out there but just with yeah. 22 episode seasons and stuff like that but um I it it it's in a definitely a transition point so we'll see what happens we'll see I mean I'm very just genuinely intrigued what the, like the CW is going to look like in five years. Um, just even if I'm not watching any of the shows, I'm just like curious what's going to be the main thing. Um, yeah, they had it. Yeah, I was going to say the CW actually had a bag at one point for 100, the originals. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah, the Flash, Black Lightning at one point. You know, yeah. They did it. Yeah. I was watching all of those probably at the same time. And even to mention like the Black Lightning series, I'm like, the piggy off of that, I was actually watching the Milestones comics uh, documentary that came out um, on HBO Max. Yes, yes, I saw this the other day, yeah. Yeah, it was actually dope just to see, you know, that like to have them talk about, you know, them creating the characters and how that storyline all came back. And just, you know, them talking about Dwayne McDuffie, um, RIP. Um, so it was just like actually interesting. Because a lot of them actually were working for DC and Marvel mm-hmm. when they were doing during the uh, creation of these characters. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of interesting at this point that DC would choose to scrap such a big investment uh, because, you know, last episode or at least uh, the last time that we were speaking on Marvel, we, you know, uh, Gordo and I, we did acknowledge that this is a period where dc can step in and and almost elevate if they wanted to now with just you know the the public conversation and and maybe some disappointment in phase four and and with the with the good uh i guess good reviews and good energy that they had received from recent films like the batman and things like that um is this the correct move? I mean, they could have, like you said, put this out on HBO Max and and kind of garnered some momentum to mm. maybe somewhere, you know, honestly, like, you know, we were t- talking about maybe a static shock or something that they could introduce. But yeah. it does seem like this is the time that DC should be thinking of of striking or, or at yeah. least putting some more IP out Adam. rather than taking the IP back. Yeah, they say yeah, they, they, it just feels like they're pulling back. It feels like Shazam and Black Adam are 
Like they know what that they're, they're banking on. Yeah. And and I and I mean an Aquaman too, I think will be they ha- they don't really have too much to worry about in that department. Um what is Aquaman 2 gonna be about? I think that's March next year, I wanna right. say. Right. I think it was like March next year, and then the, the flash is supposed to be June next year. Will that ever happen? Who the heck knows? But that's <laughs> that's kind of hey, weird. I, I gotta ask, man. Black Adam, you kind of you kind of grimaced a couple of times. What's going on? What, what, what don't you like about it? I just, I mean, it it's a well, it's such a curious property for me because The Rock called his shot on this one like nine years ago, mm-hmm. and like The Rock is great. But he's not James Cameron where he's going to work on something for 10 years and then like it's going to have this great thing or whatever. Like it's cool that he picked this this character of all characters, but I just there's it's like it's one of those where it's not quite enough. I think it's like a little bit Superman, it's a little bit this, a little bit that. And there's nothing about it that really excites me too much. Like other than the, the concept of like this stage we're at with Pierce Brosnan where he's like the old like he's kind of doing what connery did in, in the in like the late 80s and early 90s where he's just like the old yeah. lion and just like killing it um i just there's nothing about it that really excites me all that much and yeah, um, i mean I, I i like i honestly want to see hawkman the fight scene with hawkman okay. that, that's probably the biggest yeah. thing that i want to see and yeah. then yeah, I don't know. That is interesting. Yeah, you got kind of because I'm like, and then I'm like, and then I think about it, like, are they gonna connect Shazam and Black Adam? Is the, I mean, conceivable. I mean, they're they're like each other, like they're enemies. Like I, that would be the thing that would make sense. But I honestly don't know. Yeah, because it kind of um, made sense. Like, I, honestly, not. I mean, think about it. The movie should have been connected. Honestly, yeah. Because like, Black Adam seems more like serious right it's more like yeah shazam is more shazam's gonna be funny as hell you know it yeah and uh it's like man if you connect those two movies you might as well throw kevin hart in there you know (laughs) (laughs) they might hey maybe that could be they might shazam Shazam three black adam two is gonna be yeah Oh no! Like yeah, that's all set in Kevin Hart's house. Hey, hey, but but who wouldn't go see that though? I mean, (laughs) (laughs) I I wouldn't. I I would. I I would go see it honestly, just because it's who the fuck is Kevin Hart gonna play? Like you know, and that's just. I mean, they're just gonna slide him in there like Black Adam's little brother or something. I don't know. Oh God! Now I've now I've got this image in my head of Kevin Hart playing John Stewart Green Lantern, and I, <laughs> I can't get it out. <laughs> get it out. That would be fucking hilarious. And he shaves, and he get, and he do the little fade cut version, not right, the right. ball well, you've version. Been, <laughs> you've been fan casting Idris Elba in this part for ten years. Guess what, Kevin Hart? Hey, they would have to figure out how to make him look taller, though. <laughs> I'm sure they could do that. That would be the only. That would be the only. The only thing that they would have to figure out is right. how to make mm-hmm. you look tall. Now you you spoke on James Cameron taking ten years. Are you excited for this Avatar two? You know, absolutely. Like I don't uh. know why that's like that's that's the negative <laughs> opinion now, but like I mean. I realized What's the gimmick that- this time. You know, they had three D last time. The new technology. I I mean. I, I, I think the 3D fad that was caused by Avatar was not as, it's, it's, it's like everything with James Cameron. He will do something, it's great, 
and then everyone will repeat it and it's just never the same thing the same thing with vfx and t2 the same thing with you know i mean i don't can't really think of a boat movie that came out of after titanic but like there's no movie that is like titanic is like titanic right he just always does that and that's what that's what makes him you know big jim cameron but like Going to see the Avatar in the theater was an amazing movie-going experience that I had it was, in 2009. Yeah, it was. And whether or not the story is as strong as it should be or as close to Fern Gully as it should be, it is still a good movie that I enjoyed watching. And, like, you know, that was a, that was a, a lockdown movie that I, I showed to my wife for the first time, and she adored it. You know, like, so it's... There's something to it. Maybe if it doesn't have, like, the you want to watch it five times over thing that maybe it's too long you know. to watch five times over. <laughs> yeah. And were there, and were there including maybe three water, <laughs> water effects as well as a lot of movies are including water effects. Yeah. So maybe he's got some, you know, revolutionary. Yeah. Maybe he got his own personal visual effects team just yeah, sitting yeah. in the corner somewhere, you know, like and he yeah, actually no. treats them well, you know, yeah. he's yeah. going to change the game again. If I if I've learned one thing is that you just just don't don't have preconceived notions. Just you know, give it a shot. This is the first time he's done. It's the first time he's done a direct sequel, or so the second time he's done a direct sequel to his own movie. Last mm. time he did that was T two, which is one of my favorite movies of all time. So, you know, I don't know. Maybe yeah. maybe it's gonna be great. So I'm not mad at it. Well. To try to close out this uh, part two of this discussion and seeing that phase four has been officially closed and they started announcing what's going to happen in, in the phase five of the MCU. Are we optimistic? Do we think Marvel can turn this around? Is this just growing pains that everybody goes through? Kind of what's, what's the closing thoughts and the outlook on, on this next phase of Marvel? For me, I have the in I have a, a huge issue where I will just get myself excited about this stuff. Uh, the next thing always like I and right now the next thing is She-Hulk, which does not look that great from a effect oh. standpoint. I hate the fucking Hulk. I, I saw mean, that, a, that's a, a, fair. The, the Hulk like, was doing yoga like, in one of the I like the incredible though. Don't get me wrong, I like the incredible Hulk movie, but I hate Mark. Ruf, Ruffalo, Rufio, however you say it. I <laughs> right the first fucking, time, but I love the variations. I hate his fucking Hulk. Like, his Hulk is the most... Sure. I hate it. Yeah. Like, the Hulk is one of my favorite characters. Yeah. I, and, and I... It, yeah. But and the he fact evolved, that they can't though, right? give him a good movie... And, no, they gave him a good movie, but, I mean, in the Incredible Hulk movie was decent. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. The Abomination, that fight scene was amazing. Yeah. But... The fucking shit they did to him in the MCU was just so fucking disrespectful. Yeah, it's like, a it's it's such a weird one. I feel like it was a lot less talked about, but like the Hulk was definitely a Spider Man esque situation where they like didn't quite have the rights back, and that's why there's never been a Hulk movie. So he's been in the movies, but he's not been his own movie, and so they kind of had to dance around that whole figure of things i forget when the rights fully reverted back or if they even have um but it's definitely shortchanged that character which i and i mean i i was like one of the first things i ever ever read 
was 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 back issues of Hulk, not good back issues of Hulk, but back issues of Hulk. And um, you know, it's it's strange to see that this is like kind of the that this is the Hulk we got. But you know, I think that there's possibilities with She-Hulk. I think it'll be enjoyable. I think if maybe you go like this is just just be fun. You know, right. it's not, mm. it went like, downhill since Ragnarok. If they like, I'm if if everything lines up where they get Battle World and the A Team and all that shit, mm. then I can see her. You know, being who she is and her coming into like power and whatever. Yeah. That yeah. is what this series. I feel like that's what the series will be about. Her, you know, accepting I'm green and big and a woman, you know, and all that stuff. Sure. And so, but it's just like I don't, I don't know. No. I just feel like no. you know, like you say, it doesn't really look good. The CGI looks bad, you know. Sure. And it's just like another series that was, you know, yeah. COVID related. Yeah, for sure. But I, but I'm incredibly optimistic about Wakanda Forever. Um, I think it looks dope. Yeah. If it's a movie that looks good by itself, and it just it's it, it's good by itself, and maybe it doesn't continue on in any significant way, in terms of, you know, it doesn't show us something. For future movies quite yet that's like fine with me if it's just like here's a direct sequel to the original black panther that's great too um pretty goosebumps yeah oh yeah i know yeah. kaluuya is not in that movie yeah um but did you see nope yes i did see nope and what did you think i freaking loved nope all right nope. Yeah, yeah yeah oh good i would i would love to see it again um for sure but uh, it's there's a lot going on in that movie, and it's and without giving a spoiler, are you the type of director who's gonna do whatever for that perfect shot? <laughs> <laughs> so the one thing the one thing that I have had to that I have had to learn, and it's a really hard thing to learn, is that because I am a because I am an assistant director, which means that I have absolutely no say in the final edit is that you have to find that balance in your work where you're like you have to understand that there is a possibility that this thing that you are busting your ass for will not make the final cut and right. that can like that can mess with you a little That's bit a if lot. you if, if you don't put yourself in the right space so you just have to find the right place between like i'm just doing everything as best i can i'm doing it right but like at the end of the day got to take care of yourself got to take care of your crew you know all that sort of stuff so to me, like one perfect shot, that whole thing, like the endless pursuit, not a thing that, not a thing I'm going to have personally. However, like, I think that that movie just does such a great job of explaining that idea of like the way that we tirelessly try to find things in a certain way and, and to know what that, know we have that thing. And, you know, a lot of that stuff happens by accident. And that's the other hard thing is that some of the best things that happen in, in film happen by accident. And we try to create those accidents and we, sometimes you just can't. And, um, you know, you just got to be observant and vigilant and, and all that sort of stuff. You know, I always think about um, very random tidbit, but a great like 80 thing that happened was like uh, the season finale of The Walking Dead 2, The Walking Dead season two finale there's the there's there's uh, Herschel's farm is the barn is burning. They literally have the barn aflame, and the AD said to the director, "Hey, that barn is going to collapse very soon." And they were like, "You know what? We're shooting the other way. Screw it. We're shooting that way so that we can get the barn collapsing." And that's how you get something awesome like 
this very important closing shot of a season is just realizing like the elements you have, what's going to make the most sense at the time. And sometimes you get lucky and you get something great like that. And sometimes you just, you know, you find in the edit. Sometimes you, sometimes you just don't get it and make it the next one. Like, I already see notes like that where something random will happen and it'll get in the shot and then the director's like, you know what? That looks good. Fuck it. Yeah, totally. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> We're going in that direction. Well, and- <laughs> yeah. Hey, well, thank you again for sitting down with us and, and totally. bringing a little bit more context to this uh, conversation. I think it was uh, very much needed. I'm... Sure. Still excited. I'm still excited. I'm not going to say I'm I'm on the uh, hate train 100% with MCU, but we can't hold them accountable. We can't hold them accountable. And Darius, don't think I didn't see the uh, the uh, hooligan on the hat and on the wrist. Shout out hooligan. Uh, another another uh, COD alumni out here. Uh, but before we get out of here, what do you have uh, going on or, or what can we... Um, I guess, look forward to from you personally, Brazel. Um, I know you had mentioned some shows you were working on earlier, but what, what should we look out for? Um, well, you know, things are, you know, right now it's kind of in a little bit of a mellow period. So, uh, you know, all the new Walmart commercials I worked on, I don't know. Shout out, shout uh, out. But no, I worked, on, I worked on the last season of The Shy for the last hey. episodes. All right. Oh, nice. And, uh, you know, it's a great crew over there. I'd never worked with them before. Um, I love that cast. Um, and, uh, you know, pass may cross again on that one. Um, Shout out Jake. Hopefully he wins that video game tournament. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Oh, gosh. Um, and then, uh, you know, there's, uh, there's some stuff percolating for maybe the fall. But, you know, I'm just going to be jumping around um i i mean the big thing is watch paper girls uh you know i i I would really love to see it be a second season love to go back to it um that's on amazon it's on amazon all eight episodes are there nothing in in an antidote to stranger things we gotta have an episode where we talk about amazon prime though like they've been snapping with tv shows yeah yeah. 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 but uh yeah, man. I mean, that's really that's really the big thing right now is 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 it was was paper girls coming out. So, uh, you know, I'll definitely drop a line if there's something else that comes down the pipeline. But uh, it's uh, been a been a good summer, just kind of jumping around and not being fully committed to anything, which is a great thing you can do in this industry. Um, but uh, yeah. Hey, Lord of the Rings came out today, didn't? What did today? it? What's it? Is it? I think so. It's the second, right? Yeah. No, 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 no. That's September second. Don't, hold don't. On, hold on, hold don't, on. don't get me all excited. <laughs> like there was a surprise drop. Oh, you know what to say? Oh, no, I. Was that a movie? A TV show? No, it's, yeah, series, right? Yeah, series. Okay, okay. 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 Yeah. Series right, of power, right? Yeah. Very excited for that. I will so September second. Yeah, so we'll definitely be giving House of the Dragon a shot. We'll definitely be watching Andor. Oh, yeah. um, HBO know. Max just released all the episodes in 4K now, so that's going to be interesting to watch. I was going to do a rewatch of Game of Thrones because I haven't really watched it all the way through. Yeah. I would love to rewatch like the Battle of Winterfell in, in 4K and not hey. 
in the dark. Yeah, <laughs> no, I was gonna say that was dark. They shot it way too far. That was a whole. That was a that was a heck of a weekend. Yeah. We got that and Endgame in the same weekend. That was oh um, yeah, that was. Yeah, we didn't know how good we had. Heartbreaking. Um, <laughs> hey, Amazon. Hey, Amazon has been snapping, man. I, you guys ever seen Carnival Row? No, no, not yet. No, you but I, I, I am a, I am a, a I, I stand the boys for sure. Oh yeah, I love the boys. The boys, Invincible. Invincible's I mean, great. they yeah. had the um. The Tom Clancy movie that Michael B. Jordan did that wasn't bad. Yeah. Terminal List. What was the one with John Krasinski? Um, oh, Jack Ryan. Yeah. yeah, Jack Ryan. That's not bad. You know, yes. like they got a they got a little yeah, for sure, for sure. Little run. Yeah. I, the, I'm like fantasy. I'm like Will of Time, Shadow and Bone. I'm like for sure. Yeah. My two recommendations because I want to say I watched la- I listened to last week's episode. And I listened okay. to you guys say there was nothing on television. And I <laughs> I, I was going to go full Brian Cox and adaptation. Are you out of your fucking mind? <laughs> um, because I got to say, the two, the two big ones, which I feel like have kind of fallen through the cracks, or maybe you've heard about them, maybe you haven't. Uh, if you haven't watched The Bear yet. Okay. Started first episode. The Bear is great. It's about, uh, just a quick brief thing, it's basically about like a like James Beard nominee chef who takes over his brother's like Italian beef place in Chicago. Mm, they hey. shot it. They shot it in February this past year. It was kind of like one of those things where like everyone's like, Hey, you know, there's this show, the bear whatever. And then just it's, it's so freaking good. It may be my favorite thing that came out this year. And then um, on, uh, this is from a little bit earlier in the year, but on Apple TV plus there's slow horses. Uh, which is a spy, uh, a British spy show with Gary Oldman in it. That is like about like all the people who get kicked out of MI6 who have to operate out of this uh, crappy doing grunt work office situation. Really well done. Really good. Uh, it's a lot of fun. Um, it is uh, like executive produced by the same people who do Justified um, or did Justified rather. And then uh, great, great series. Yeah, Will Smith, no relate, no relation, I believe, is the creator or writer, and um, it's just really good. It's really well done. Um, so speaking and speaking of Justified, Justified is just it's about about a month left of filming here in Chicago. There'll be a limited series of that coming out next year, I think, at some point, which is exciting. Um, and yeah, there's a, there's a lot going on. So um, yeah, and now I'm hungry, Matt. Hey, you heard it here first, man. Don't, 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 th- don't say there's nothing else to watch on TV. There's, there's a lot too of much to watch on there. TV. Exactly, exactly. So stay tapped in, and, and you know we'll uh, next episode of of course be you know kind of going back and forth on what we've seen and you know what we think. Yeah, there's a lot like of wild that. shit going on. <laughs> but um, thank you again, man, for for sitting down with us for Probably. episode seventy nine. Absolutely. Um, you know, great discussion. So. Probably. Once again, this is Matt Brazel. We'll have some links in the bio for you to kind of check out what he's got going on on social media, as well as yeah. the blog to stay tapped in there. And we'll yeah. we'll list out all the recommendations. So, yeah. Yeah. so it'll be a little easier for you to remember. But that is episode 79. This was episode 79 of the COD. God. Thank you, man. Yep. What, song, what song should we play at the end of this uh, episode? Let me uh, ask you. Oh crap! If there's any no. recommendations? Uh, no, oh no, oh no. <laughs> uh, I I can't think of anything but like hit like a girl by me at the altar right now. 
my, all right. my money. Little, little, little emo, emo for you. <laughs> all right. <laughs> I'm not I'm mad just, at I'm it. Sorry. Hey, Italian shout dude. out, man. Episode 79. 79. Thank you. 79. Ah!